Hi, this is Carl, and I am joined by Debbie Leone, who is my life coach. How are you? I am wonderful. As usual. So let me give a quick introduction. So uh, I had a life coach that some of you have been introduced to, Jen Landers. And then uh, when I said, hey, you know, I'm looking for something a little different. And she said, well, let me recommend the best life coach I know, which is my <laughs> life coach, right? So I have like kind of a, a double layered relationship there. But, uh, and we've been working together a while now, like yeah. over a year. Right? Yeah. And um, so I wanted to introduce Debbie to this community because uh, I get questions all the time. Like, why do you need a life coach? You know, I mean, I have a marketing coach and I have a business coach and I have mastermind groups I belong to. So, you know, what, what do I get out of a life coach? So I wanted to uh, have her come in, talk to you a little bit and talk about the kinds of things that life coaches do. But first, let me have you introduce yourself, talk a little bit about you and kind of your, your Deepak Chopra thing and all that. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for having me, Carl. And uh, first, just want to say how, what, how wonderful it's been working with you. It doesn't feel like work, though. It feels like <laughs> it's fun. Um, so my name is Debbie Leone, and my brand is Living Fearlessly. I teach, no matter if I'm teaching yoga or meditation or private coaching or my events, it's all around identifying whatever you're afraid of, because whatever that is, is preventing you from getting what you want in your life. So um, I teach you to shift your fears into fearlessness in whatever way that needs to be for you. So that's it in a nutshell. Uh, so tell us about your book. So my book, funny you should ask. <laughs> I am, go figure, it's called I Am Fearless, The 12 Elements of Fearless Living. And this book is based off of the, my Fearless Living Leadership Program that I lead that's an intense nine-month training to really learn how to lead your life fearlessly. And so it, the, the book identifies all the different elements that you really need to embody and, and embrace in order to create the life that you want. And so it's, 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 it's lots of uh, exercises and journaling, but also some of my personal stories as well as stories from some of my clients that have done this work and have completely transformed their life. So you can buy it on Amazon or for me. <laughs> <laughs> or at SMD Books. Yes. So yes. I'll, I'll, I'll sell you a copy. I'll sell, actually, I'll sell anything to anybody. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to figure out how to deliver it. So, um, so, so, Talk about the Chopra training for just a minute. So, well, thank you. I'm so excited about being part of the, we're, we're called Chopra Center Coaches. So I was, uh, I had to submit an application and my application was, um, they took it on and um, they selected 28 coaches, existing coaches to be part of the new Chopra Center coach uh, program. They've been wanting to have their own coach, Chopra coaches for quite some time, and they finally put it all together. And so I just completed the training, and I should be official in probably in the next week. And it's an awesome program. The Chopra Center coaches really help the the clients to well to really embody the work that Chopra teaches, aligning with your dharma working with archetypes, living your purpose. 
and implementing all the tools that, that they teach at the Chopra trainings, the Chopra uh, workshops, and any of Deepak's books. It's really... So um, a lot of nerds uh, <laughs> are not comfortable with, you know, relax, focus, succeed. Uh, the, the word Dharma freaks them out. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a lot of people have some natural resistance to that. And I think the more left brain you are, the more likely that is to be true. Uh, so do you have, other than me, do you have experiences working with people who are kind of uh, a little more, uh, you know, I guess, technical focused and yes, yes. And it's, it's really interesting, um, working with, you know, people who are more analytical, technically focused, uh, watching them transform is just so incredibly rewarding and dramatic because they learn to get out of their mind <laughs> and, and, and really and into the body, which is a, a totally new experience. But, you know, that's what we're here for. We're not designed as, we're not here to be human thoughts. We're human beings. We're here to have an experience. Um, how, but our minds get in the way through analysis, paralysis, and, and overthinking. And it prevents us from being present to the moment and really getting what we want because we're all here for an experience. And so whether you're a left-brainer or a right-brainer, I help you to integrate, really. It's not just being in the mind, just being in the, in the body. It's integrating all of that, um, it, which is what offers you the fulfillment. Right. You know, it's interesting. I just want to make sure people know that if they want a taste of how your brain works and uh, the kind of stuff that you have to offer, uh, they can connect with you on Facebook, and we'll put the link down here. Um, you do the Facebook Live videos. You're actually one of the first people I've seen who does those, and they're, they're more than just one minute. <laughs> so you can actually sometimes find them uh, whether they're still live. Um, so... Uh, anyway, so I, I like that piece, and I encourage people to to connect with that. Um, I do want to talk about the one word that sort of drives your uh, practice, and that is fearless. And, uh, you know, I almost said fear, but really it's not fear. It's fearless. Yes. And um, so many times when I talk to IT consultants, th th there's resistance to all of my advice. You know, <laughs> I, I put up something the other day where I was talking about, like, this is the most ignored advice I, I give on a regular basis, right? And, and it's, the resistance is all fear. If I raise my rates, all my clients will go away. If I ask people to sign contracts, they will all disappear. If I, you know, I mean, tick, tick, tick. Like I look at the 10 most important things I think you should do for your business and every one of them people are like, oh no, if I do that, I'll lose all my clients. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you look at all the companies that are up here they're all doing these things and you're down here and you're not doing any of these things. And like the, the difference is fear, right? Absolutely. Resistance is fear driven and the antidote to resistance is acceptance. And, but in order to accept anything, you've got to be able to understand the narrative that's going on in your head. That's preventing you from creating any diff anything different, which is, well, I can't because of this, or it's not going to work, or I've tried it before. We stay stuck in that mindset because it's fear-based, based on our past experiences. And it prevents us from being in possibilities and creating something new. But when that happens, it's like the floodgates open. 
Yeah. 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 Change. I mean, I literally have had coaching clients that it's like, oh my God, this has got to hurt you. It's, it's literally, <laughs> you have to be in physical pain being where you are. So when it gets painful enough, you'll be willing to change. You know? Well, you know, all kidding aside, that fear does show up as pain at some point in time. That's why we have neck aches or back aches or anxiety and our chest constricts. It's an, fear is an energy and it has to go somewhere. And so un, unless we're able to allow it to surface, it's going to stay inside and show up in some kind of health condition. All right. So how do you um, encourage people to acknowledge where something is fear versus a rational concern? Because, right, I'm going to rationalize everything. Right. So, so I don't know whether it's coming from uh, this is a reasonable concern about money versus this is a fear based on something that may or may not actually. Ever yeah. Great question. So that's the distinction between worry and concern. Worry is fear based. You know, you're creating a narrative about it, a story based on something that it, it's it's not real. Concern is being in your reality and noticing and really assessing from an objective place what's working and what's not working and, and taking action from that. So, um, yeah, so fear, we're all designed to have fears and emotion to protect us, you know, right. it's the fight or flight response. But unfortunately, too many of us, most of the time, are living from that fight or flight response based on our past experiences and we, and, and the fear is, typically not real. It's, right. it's an illusion. We don't have tigers chasing us all the time. Our fears are, like I said, things that we make up. Right. Well, yeah. if you've got a banker chasing you, it might be worse than a, than a tiger. Right. So. True. True. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting because right now the economy, at least in our business, is, is seems to be growing nicely. You know, it's advancing. Um, but there are people having problems um, because of whatever is going on in their business. Uh, and even when the economy is down, there are people who are doing really great. And so a lot of it is is the attitude that you bring to the problem, right? And so Absolutely. some of that is fear, but what other things, you know, are involved in that, you know, kind of attitude shift? Um, well, in a nutshell, you just said it. It's, it's how we're being is always going to reflect our results. So it, it, the, this work that I do is about guiding you to raise your level of awareness so that you can know what thoughts are going on in your head so you can assess it and see what needs to shift because too often we're running on cruise control we're just we're, we've got these un, unconscious default modes that keep us doing the same old same old so you got to be able to stop and identify okay what am i feeling and for the analyticals that takes some practice <laughs> You know, I, I oftentimes I'll have to give them suggestions of feeling words because they don't even know. And so it's about understanding. So what am I feeling right now? I'm feeling contracted. What's that contraction? Oh, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm anxious. I'm afraid that this customer is not going to, I'm not going to close this deal or whatever. So identifying that, you get to identify the story that you're creating and then shift your thoughts into what if I do get this deal, you know? So it's, it's, it's yeah. really about where you want to put your attention. Do I want to put my attention on I can't or I can? <laughs> you know, it's interesting because for me, 
the most powerful question that I get asked in coaching is usually the same question over and over, and and it is, so what what would what would happen if that was true? <laughs> like, yes. like okay, so let's say that your fear is real and that happens. So, you know, does the world come to an end? Do you die? Do, yes. Does the tiger eat you? Or oh no, something else happens. Well, another uh, really powerful question. It's a simple one. Is when I hear someone going off on their story, like, oh, I'm a failure. I'm not going to be able to do it. Blah blah blah. I'll just say, is that true? <laughs> you know? And they'll stop and they'll be like, oh, they get to see that. It's your own, it's your creative process. You, you get to continually create in ways that can support you. Right. Isn't it interesting how, I mean, I've dealt with people who, they come to me for business coaching, obviously not life coaching, but, you know, they built a million dollar business or a $3 million business and they're like, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm such a loser. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, let me just flip that around and show you where, what you look like from my perspective, because- Somebody who has built a business like that, I do not consider to be a failure. Um, so you, you have some challenges. Let's talk about that. But um, it is very interesting how at every stage, you know, people have those kinds of concerns, even at the highest reaches of yes. most, you know, successful businesses. It's, it's old programming, you know, and until we're able to choose to be more conscious about that programming, it's just going to continue to show up and, and drive your behavior. And, uh, and I see what you said. I see that all the time. Like I work with lots of uh, weight loss clients and um, you know, they're, they're all seeking to achieve ideal weight, of course, but they're doing that for a reason. They want to feel certain things. They want to feel confident, right? They want to feel energetic. And so often what will happen if you don't do this internal work is you can achieve that goal and you'll still feel the same way because you want more, you know, we're so attached to more. So it's really, this work is about identifying the fears and then cultivating or developing the feelings that you want to feel when that goal is achieved, because that feeling is available right now. It's only in the present. And again, that takes practice when, when you live, because we live mainly from our neck up, you know, in our head. Right. And it's learning, it's really, it's remembering. Um, you know, uh, one of my, Big philosophies is slow down, get more done. And I think that so many people in my my industry is completely interrupt driven. Our phones go beep and tweet and Outlook makes all kinds of noises all day long. And, you know, apps on my phone, I don't even know if I, if I don't completely silence everything, I don't even know what it's trying to tell me. It just makes noise all day. It's like a, a little a pet over in the corner just making noise all day. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, I, I think it's huge for people to stop and actually look at their lives. And there are people who will, you know, they've already stopped watching because this isn't business related and I'm not talking about <laughs> that put together bundles or set your pricing or whatever. Um, but you know, I really just think that, you know, we are whole human beings. And if you, if your business doesn't support what you want your life to be, then then your business really isn't doing everything it can for you. So well, yeah, and, and you know, I'm going to disagree that this is business related because how you're being in your business is always going to be reflected in your results, and it'll be reflected in your relationships. So if you can shift that beingness into being more confident and trusting, um, and feeling more deserving, 
you're going to create a different outcome because you're going to learn to put boundaries in place and not be continually distracted by stuff that you could maybe do later. And, you know, so it is business related. Yeah. It's interesting because I never know actually where my line stops and I need to send people to you. Right? <laughs> sometimes it's like, well, this is a business thing and I have to do this, 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 but you know, how am I ever going to fire this guy? He's worked with me for five years and he's a friend of mine and I, you know, but yeah. he sucks at his job. Yeah. So it's and looking, like, oh, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to do that. <laughs> well, it's about noticing, okay, what am I afraid of if I do this and what can I experience by doing this? You know, it's about really looking at the benefits of stepping out of that old programming. Right. So you've been doing this a while, right? So um, how many people come to you for life coaching and end up bringing business related problems to you? I would say, <laughs> I would say over 50% because, you know, they come to me because they want something different. And really what that is, is whether it's in your business, your relationships or your, whatever it is, they want to feel more confident, more capable. And that's an inside job, you know? And so, your external world is always going to be your reflection of your internal world. So if you're not continually working with both, you're going to create more of the same. And so it doesn't matter what area of your life, but so I'll go back to your question. More than half, it ends up being on with, with career, at least some aspect of the coaching. Well, and you know, even at, even, in things where you don't think it's going to come in. I had a, a friend that I know that went, he went to a, like a practice or whatever, a sample session with a life coach, yeah. one session. And he decided he's been putting up retirement for five years and it's time to just retire, sell his business and be done with it. Wow. Like, wow. Must've been a hell of a session. So, right. But there's times where we know exactly what we should be doing and we just, we just literally need somebody to tell us it's okay. You, you know? know, and everybody, I, everybody says that, that I know what I need to do. I just can't do it. And so I'm a, a coach is the bridge between what you know you need to do and what you do, you know, cause it's my job to support you in that, that destination and challenge you and hold you accountable. And, right. You know. So for folks who have not uh, had a life coach, talk about that accountability. What, how do you hold me accountable? Not me personally, but you know, how do you hold somebody accountable? You, That's a great you question. You can't fire them. You, you can't charge them extra money. <laughs> right. So that's a really good question because oftentimes when I bring up this topic to my clients, when we first start working together, um, I talk about accountability and people tend to cringe around that world word because they see it as criticism or being made wrong or punishment. And that's not what accountability is accountability really means the ability to account for. So I, I help teach you to account for the choices you've made and the choices you're making. So by holding you accountable, it's talking about it at the beginning of the session. So what worked, what didn't work, what needs to happen from that? So accountability is really an opportunity to learn and just kind of look at your dashboard and see, okay, we need, this needs to be tuned up. This needs to change. This really worked. That's accountability. It's not, why didn't you do your homework or, you know? Right. Yeah, it's done in a very compassionate and powerful way. So um, 
obviously you're a human being you your life is not perfect i assume uh so how do you um i guess use your personal experiences to help improve your coaching you ask some really good questions you should be a coach <laughs> or an interviewer right yeah <laughs> barbara wawa's job <laughs> Uh, I use my personal experiences all the time because my the adversity in my life and the pain and suffering that I've endured has supported me in being having empathy and understanding and compassion for people who have, which is everybody who has any kind of suffering. And oftentimes when it's appropriate, I'll share a bit of my story so, so that the client gets that I'm not up here, they're not down here. We're, I'm partnering with them, you know? So uh, I think a really important piece of being any type of leader or coach is being vulnerable because that's what I'm encouraging the client to do is be vulnerable and fully expressed and, and open. Right. You know, it's interesting because a lot of times the problem with being a business owner is there's nobody to talk to. You know, yeah. you're, you, if you have a really great employee, like, you know, my brother worked with me for a while and I could open up to him about anything at any level, personal business, whatever. Um, but most of us don't have that. And, and if we do, it might be for a few years and then it's done, you know? And so, you know, one of the things is to be able to go to somebody and say either, this is so exciting, right? But I can't tell my employees like, I'm going to make so much money. It's scary. <laughs> Or this is so frightening, like, oh my God, like I'm going to spend all this money and it could totally bomb and fall on its face, but I have to do this for my business. Yes. And, you know, that's even the kind of thing that you might not want to tell your spouse that you're yes. taking kind of a yes. chance in your business, but, but having somebody to bounce it off and say, well, you know, let's look how, you know, if it can fail, how far can it fail? Let's, and, you know, let's be realistic about that. And, to, and, and, you know, and sometimes also to be a cheerleader. Yes, that you're a leader, but to also, it, it, it works to have that objective, safe container to just be yourself. And, and I'll tell my clients that our relationship is like a laboratory. It's an opportunity for you to learn how to show up in a new way and practice new ways of communicating and, and you know, try on new tasks and actions and see what works. And it does. And yes, just having someone to share your wins and your, and your, you know, the downfalls, that's where the growth happens. Yeah. It's also, it's very useful to be able to say, and, and a lot of employees can't play this role of like, wait, stop. What are you feeling right now? Because right. That tightness in your chest, that's because you can't make a decision. Right? Yes. No employee is going to tell you that. Um, you know, and, uh, and then there's also the kind of the 360 degree, uh, when you have a life coach, they can loop back and say, you know, think about where you were six months ago. You and I just did this recently. Like imagine, you know, what, what it was like a year ago, two years ago. Um, you know, and so there's accountability, but there's also the, you know, the attaboy, right? Like absolutely done and, and, uh, acknowledge that. Cause a lot of times that's the other thing we don't do as business owners is stop and say, I built this empire, right? I, it's kind of cool to be able to make payroll. <laughs> yes, because that's what really, it's like your fuel that keeps propels you forward wanting to create more of it. But we tend to focus on, okay, what, what do I have to do next? But what about basking in what you've accomplished? 
Yeah. Again, that slow down, get more done. Sometimes you need to just slow down and say, hey, look what I did. Yes. yes. And for most people, slowing down is really a challenge because we're, we're taught to produce, produce, produce. The more, more is better. And it's, it's, making us, it's making us ill, high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes. So, right. So now you and I uh, have very many things in common. We both meditate. We like to meditate on the beach, right? That kind of thing. Um, uh, we've never actually met in person. Um, so how important is it to have things in common with coaching clients? And how important is it to ever meet anybody in person? Coaching, if there's a will, there's a way. If the intention is set and, and you know, if you want to get the results, it doesn't matter if it's in person, if it's video, or if it's on the phone. Um, it's a matter of preference. Of course, I'm in Chicago, so I can't see everybody in person and all over the world, but it's amazing with technology. Like this is, this stuff oh, is, yeah. but yes, you can get just as much out of it. it. Again, it's about your intention and if you're committed to it. Right. Um, so do you have any coaching clients who are like in Antarctica or any places cool like that? <laughs> I had one in New Zealand. Right. That's probably the farthest away, but yeah, I work with people all over the place, and, which is so cool. It's just so exciting. We're, so, so that means like at six o'clock at night for you, it's early in the morning for them. The day, yeah. It's, it can be a challenge with time timing and I've goofed that up quite a bit, but yeah, <laughs> you really have to watch that. Yeah, it does take some getting used to. I've been, I've gotten some requests to do my classes, you know, in a uh, in Australia slash New Zealand friendly time zone, and that's hard because I mean it's literally like I I have to have my nine a.m. energy at five p.m. Ah, uh, definitely. Yeah, but it's doable, right? Right. Yeah. Well, that's the beautiful thing about technology. So and you so you can be anywhere, um, and. Uh, when you engage with people, like I don't even remember how we started, but uh, do you start with a package? Do you say you need four hours, you need 10 hours? You know, what do you, what do you generally do? So I don't like to use the word, two words you need. It's, you know, my, my job as a coach is not to tell you, give you my advice or opinion, it's to guide you. So I help that based on each person's situation, we kind of design a program, but typically what is the most common and works the best is a 12 to 14 week package of weekly sessions because it takes at least that long to develop momentum and consistency. And um, it takes at least three months to rewire the brain and create new patterns. Um, but again, it depends on the person too. Right. So, um, you know, one of the challenges I have, and I don't take many coaching clients because I'm, I just have other stuff to do, but um, it's people who don't show up. So what happens if I, if I don't show up? I mean, am I, I don't know. So don't show up for the, for the session. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you fire me? <laughs> um, unless it's uh, some kind of emergency, they typically get charged. I have my clients sign a contract that states that, and it's really never, you know, it's never been an issue. I mean, there have been a few times, but it's never, I've never noticed any patterns because they know up front that this, and I, and I, you know, kind of pride myself in making sure that the client that's signing up with me is, is truly committed. Otherwise it's, it's not going to work. So that's interesting. Cause I, when you said committed, I, I was thinking that you might say uh, is coachable, <laughs> you know, are there people who are like 
better in a better place to be coached? Is it just like they're in so much pain or is it just that they're ready to move to the next level or what, what makes somebody coachable? Their willingness to commit and be open. And some people are not coachable for that reason at that point in time. And those are the people that I would suggest, you know, doing some other maybe therapy or whatever until they're really ready to commit to shifting their fear into fearlessness because that's, I mean, the change isn't going to happen if, if you stay in that comfort zone. Right. Yeah. Um, so on the other end of the scale, are there people who have too many coaches? You know, I talked about a uh, marketing coach and a business coach and, you know, life coach and mastermind groups and all that. Um, the I've point never, where there's too much. I've never, never experienced that. I think it's a, it's a bigger issue for people to feel worthy and deserving enough to get the support that, that would most enhance their life. So gosh, you think, no, uh, most of your clients have another coach of some kind. Do you have any idea? Not mm, very rarely. Oh yeah. So they mostly do one, one thing at a time. <laughs> Well, I work with them. We start on one specific area of their life, but oftentimes it goes into other areas as well. Because if you're not confident in your relationship, you're probably not confident at work. You're probably not confident with your health, you know, so right. it kind of flows. Right. And uh, are there times where people say, I know that we were going to do this, 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 but now I like today, I'm so distracted. I got to do something else. Like I, I want to talk about something else. And oh, absolutely. Not. Yeah. So so you don't have to stick to a plan that you no, no. no, it's whatever needs the most attention in each session. That's what needs to come up in order to move forward. Cool. All right. Well, let me switch gears. So I, I want to get this in before, because our time is almost up. Can you believe it? Gosh. Uh, um, but give us a sense of the kind of stuff that you, what, what you're intending to do with Facebook live and kind of the, I don't know. It's like outreach that you do there. Um, Facebook Live has been really interesting. It gets. I've been getting lots of activity, and and people have been engaged. Why I'm doing it is because um, I, you know, my goal is to touch more lives and reach more people to do this work, and it seems to it, it's it's happening. So um, you know, my my videos will talk about specific subjects depending on whatever's coming up for me. Maybe it's on acceptance or surrender or being fearless or uh, several addictions, just different topics. Um, and it helps people to understand what I'm all about. Right. And you're very authentic there. It's not like this is a prepared presentation and you're... Uh, yeah, you're definitely very authentic. It's kind of spur of the moment type of thing. <laughs> so... So that's very cool. So, um, all right. So final thing is um, you, you talked about classes and, and events and whatever. Yeah, give us a, 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 just a quick rundown of what kinds of things you actually offer. So what, what is your event? What is your class? What is your uh, coaching program? Okay. So my coaching program is, like I mentioned, most typically it's private one-on-one. -on -one. Um, 12 to 14 sessions to start with. That's private. I also do, I have some group, this is local though, I have a group coaching um, program for weight loss. That's probably not this audience. And I lead my Fearless Living Weekend, which is a two day crazy awesome transformational event that will have you, that you come in afraid and you leave fearless. 
that's local, that's in the Chicagoland area. The next one's going to be in June. I don't have that date up yet, but I need to get that up. Um, what else? Let's see. Uh, I don't have any yoga retreats planned, but I'll probably do another one in the winter. And I would love to get some analyticals engaged right. in that because they- Don't hold it in Chicago. <laughs> right, right. Not in the winter, not in the winter. No, no, no. I would go somewhere like last year we went right. to Mexico or somewhere warm for sure. So Very I'm always creating new programs. It's all on my website. Excellent. Very good. Well, thank you for uh, joining us and for being part of this. And I will send you the link when we put it up and you can blast it all over Facebook. Awesome. And uh, anyone who's uh, watching is absolutely welcome to try to connect with you. And, um, you know, if you, if you get too many connections, then you got to create a page and move everybody over there. So. There you go. Great. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thanks for your time. Okay. Bye, Carl.